0: I'm so glad that you could join me today. This is such a powerful message the Lord has for all of us this week. The power of soul ties. Righteous soul ties can be just as powerful as an evil soul tie. I hope you will enjoy today's message. I know that I am. In our lives, we develop all kinds of soul ties. It really and truly begins at conception. I have a friend that likes to refer to this sole tie as the mom button. I like that, the mom button. (laughs) Others like to call it the apron string. I get funny pictures with the apron string. My friend says that once the mom button turns on, there is no cutting it off. And when I say funny pictures about an apron string, I picture the mom running around in circles with scissors trying to cut the apron string and the child is just holding on for dear life. (laughs) My friend says that once the mom button turns on, there's no turning it off and I can testify to that. My daughter can testify to that. I have found this to be true and it has helped me in my relationship with my daughter. I'm learning when to speak and when to hold my peace and pray because experience is always the best teacher. And our children cannot have a testimony without a test. Remember, they are our epitaph. So we have a parental soul tie in the Old Testament. We see many examples of how great men and women of God's children took what they learned and saw from their parents' lives and applied it to their lives. They took what they learned and ran with it further than their parents' lives did. This is why Solomon said in Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Then throughout our lives, we create soul ties with friends. You know, your ride or die, your BFF or best friend forever. King David and Jonathan had this kind of soul tie. Best friends forever, blood brothers. <laughs> First Samuel 18, 1 through nineteen seven, And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Have you ever loved a friend that much that you just, you love them with your life? And Saul took him that day and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David, and his garments, even to his sword, and to his bow, and to his girdle. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely and Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Saul's servants. And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tabarets, with joy and with instruments of music. And the women answered one to another as they played, and said, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands. And Saul was very wrought, and the saying displeased him. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom? And Saul eyed David from that day forward, and it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from God came upon Saul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. And David played with his hand, as at other times. And there was a javelin in Saul's hand. And Saul cast the javelin, for he said, I will smite David, even to the wall with it. And David avoided out of his presence twice, And Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, and was departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from him, and made his captain over a thousand. He went out and came in before the people, and David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. Wherefore, when Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he went out and came in before them. And Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Merab, her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. And Saul said, Let not mine hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. And David said unto Saul, Who am I? And what is my life, or my father's family in Israel, that I should be, a, be son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass at the time when Mereb, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, that she was given unto Adriel, the Mahalathite to wife. And Michal, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son in law in the one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king hath delighted thee in all his servants love thee now therefore be the king's son-in-law and Saul's servants spake those words in the ears of David and David said seemeth it to you a light thing to be a king's son-in-law seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed and the servants of Saul told him saying on this manner spake David and Saul said thus shall ye say to David the king desireth not any dowry but an 104 skins of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. And the days were not expired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full tale to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul Saul gave him Michal, his daughter, to wife. And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David, and Saul became David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth, and it came to pass after they went forth that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was much set by. And Saul spake un- to Jonathan his son and to all his servants, They should kill David. But Jonathan's, Saul's son delighted much in David. And Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father seeketh to kill thee. Now therefore, I pray thee, take heed to thyself until the morning, and abide in a secret place and hide thyself. And I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where thou art, and I will commune with my father of thee, and what I see, that I will tell thee. And Jonathan spake good of David unto Saul his father, and said unto him, Let not the king sin against his servant, against David, because he hath not sinned against thee, and because his works have been to theeward very good. For he did put his life in his hand and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great salvation. For Israel thou sawest it and did rejoice. Wherefore then wilt thou sin against innocent blood to slay David without a cause? Saul hearkened unto the voice of Jonathan, and Saul sware, As the Lord liveth, he shall not be slain. And Jonathan called David, and Jonathan showed him all those things. And Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence, as in times past. Because the scripture is usually used when speaking of soul ties, let's look at another example. Genesis 31, 38-49. This twenty years have I been with thee. these Thy youth, thy goats, have not counted their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee, I bear the loss of it, of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day, the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes, thus have I been twenty years in thine house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, six years for thy cattle. And thou hast changed my wages ten times, except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hast seen me away now empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked thee yesternight. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle. And all that thou seest is mine, and what can I do this day to unto these my daughters, or unto their children which they have borne? Now therefore, come thou. let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather, gather stones, and they took stones, and made in heap. And they did eat upon the heap, and Laban called it Jagorsahatha, but Jacob called it Galeb. And Laban said, "This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Galeb and Mitzpah. For he said, "The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another." In both examples, they made a covenant. The word covenant in Hebrew, according to the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance, is pronounced berit or bara. It has the same meaning in both scriptures. It means in the sense of cutting, a compact because made by passing between two pieces of flesh, confederacy or league. To feed also, to render clear, choose, cause to eat, manifest, meet, give me. This meaning also sounds like what Jesus said in John 15, 5-7, 6, 54-58, and Matthew 26, 26-28. The Lord's original language was in word pictures, which I find very interesting. When you want to graft a branch in with another plant, you have to cut open its side. Look at John 19:34 34-35. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out blood and water, and he that saw it bear record. And his record is true, and he knoweth that he saith true, that ye might believe. You might be thinking, wait a minute, I thought we were talking about soul ties. We are. Remember David and Jonathan's souls were knit? After you cut open the side of one plant, you have to take the cutting of another plant and place it the side of the plant and then bind them together with twine. When Jesus' side was cut open, that is when the Gentile nations were grafted in. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Are you starting to see just how powerful soul ties are? Another soul tie is created through our sexual partner. Righteously, it is supposed to be with your spouse. But remember, in the beginning, I told you that we could have righteous or evil soul ties? You can have this in your parental relationships, your friendships, and through sex. As you saw earlier, we talked about righteous soul ties. Now let's talk about evil soul ties. Look at Samson and Delilah. The Lord not, does nothing perchance. Everything in his beautiful word is vital to our walk. Judges 16:4 through 20. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came unto her, and he said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bind him to afflict him and we will give thee every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver and delilah said to samson tell me i pray thee wherein thy strength great strength lieth and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee and samson said unto her if they bind me with seven green withs that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green whisks, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And she say, said unto him, The Philistines be upon me, Samson. And he brake the whist as a thread of a bow. Is broken when it touches the fire so his strength was not known Delilah said unto Samson behold thou hast mocked me and told me lies now tell me I pray thee wherewith thou mightest be bound and he said unto her if they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied then shall I be weak and be as another man Delilah therefore took new ropes, and bound him therewith, and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber, and he brake them from off his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me, and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks in my head with a web. And she fastened it with a pin and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep and went away with the pin of the beam and with the web. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times and hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, she harassed him, and urged him so that his soul was so vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart, and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak, and be like any other man." And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees, and she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon me, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord had departed from him. Here is a beautiful example of an evil soul tie. Do you see just how far away from the Lord she pulled him? He let his heart fall in love with a non-believer. In his flesh, through sex, he made a soul tie with her. Sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and make you pay way more than you want to pay. Pastor Teresa Aber made a comment one time that has since stuck with me. If a woman of sin can make a man walk so far away from the Lord, how much more can a woman of God pull him close to the Lord? No, you can change no one. Only the Lord can do the changing. But through prayer and your lifestyle, you can encourage him to walk with the Lord. No, I'm not a fan of unequally yoked relationships. I've done it. And it is way too hard. You pay too dear a price for getting in an unequally yoked relationship. The devil knows all of your flaws and weaknesses. And an unsaved person is under his influence. I believe this is for someone right now. So please hear these words. You are about to make a decision right now, and you can't make a right decision without all the facts. If you're a saved person wanting to marry an unsaved person, if you are thinking he or she changed because of his or her love for you, that is your first mistake. The enemy has already begun to feed you a lie. You can't change him or her because there is nothing good in you that can redeem him or her. Only Jesus can change them because he is the only one who can redeem him or her. His love is perfect because he is perfect. That person who is lost is under the complete control of Satan and his cohorts. It will take Jesus to remove that control. And Satan and his cohorts know all of this and will use that person to drive you away from your walk with the Lord. This is the end game of the enemy. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Destroy what? Your testimony and ultimately your salvation. I hope you listen carefully to these words. A soul tie can be broken, but it does take some time. You have to repent of that soul tie. Repent means to change your mind, change your choice making. Then pray and ask the Father to help you take your pieces back that you gave that person. And also give back the pieces that you took from that person. Forgive them, forgive yourself, and cut off that relationship, not because you're angry, resentful, or unforgiving, but because you have made yourself way too weak to stand against the walls of the enemy. Please don't let pride come in and tell you that you can keep the relationship. Just explain to them that the Lord showed you that you are doing them an injustice by allowing the relationship to continue, that you can still say hello when you pass each other, but that a relationship with each other is not advisable at the moment. Then chalk it up as a lesson learned. I know this message was rather lengthy than normal. But the Lord told me that it was important and that this message is to get out to you. If you are wanting a true relationship with the Son of the living God, this is all you have to do. Take a long, hard look at your life of sin. Come broken before the Lord over your life of sin. Call out each and every one of them to him. He isn't shocked. He knows all about your choice making. (laughs) Then repent. Change your mind, your choice making over your old life of sin. Ask the Father to forgive you as you forgive others and yourself. Then make him Lord over your life. If you want to pray with me right now, we can. But remember... He wants a personal relationship with you. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so glad you could join me today. I hope this message helped you. Now, if you are in an unequally yoked relationship, just repent and ask the Lord for his forgiveness. Then ask him to lead and guide you the rest of the way. I hope today's message blessed you. May you have a blessed week until we meet again next week at my little house of prayer.